0: Well, happy Easter, everybody. We enter into the Easter season right now, of Easter Monday, and these next eight days in particular are a special time. It's the octave of Easter. And, uh, there's something uh, unique about Christianity, and it goes, it really, because it's because of the resurrection of Christ, uh, and that is joy. Joy uh, is is very much unique, I think, um, to Christianity as opposed to other religions and philosophies and worldviews. Uh, we have Mary Magdalene and the other Mary here. It says they're fearful, yet they're overjoyed, overjoyed. And the joy that Christians um, have uh, is really a share in Christ's own joy. Okay, so if we look in our first reading, Saint Peter's preaching on the day of Pentecost, and he's citing a psalm, and this psalm is fulfilled in Christ. It's true of Christ. And so it says, um, uh, "You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. You will fill me with joy in your presence." And then our response to psalm is the same psalm. It's Psalm 16. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body, too, abides in confidence. You will show me the path of life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. I think of a passage, too, as well, from uh, the Epistle to the Hebrews, where it says that Christ, for the sake of the joy set before him, he endured the suffering of the cross. So it was for the joy that he had uh, before him on the other side of the cross, but actually also really through the cross as well. if you think about how amazing of a thing that is that that uh, Jesus in the midst of his suffering uh, and the most terrible suffering that anybody could have ever undergone, um, there was still a sense of joy that's that's the amazing thing about joy. I'm sure his joy was much more Probably, I would imagine it's much more intense after, <laughs> you know, the, the passion. But nonetheless, they're not mutually exclusive. Suffering and joy can both exist together. That's a remarkable thing about joy. That's not true of pleasure. Okay, pleasure is very distinct from joy. You can't suffer and have pleasure at the same time unless you're, well, I don't know, maybe a sicko or something like that. But um, so, so suffering, it basically, because it has to do with pain, pain and pleasure are opposites. But uh joy is something that can um, exist in the midst of suffering, because it's a spiritual reality. And uh, there's many sources of joy for us as Christians, but I think here's just one, I think, uh, I'll just touch upon. Something interesting. Um, this is a psalm that's speaking about Christ's resurrection, but it's also speaking about Holy Saturday when he laid in the tomb as well. It says, um, you will not abandon my soul to the nether world. Okay, So Christ's soul descended to hell um, and was there on, on Holy Saturday before his resurrection. It says, nor will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. Uh, I think it's a little known part of our Catholic faith that Christ, when he laid in the tomb, his body did not decay. Okay, Neither did the Blessed Mother's body decay. And then, of course, she was risen from the grave as well. Um, and she, she essentially, she was following the path of her son, so when Christ laid in the tomb on that holy Saturday, his body did not undergo any kind of decay; it was just being preserved, and then it was raised from the dead uh, on Easter sunday and uh, this This lack of corruption, I think, is a sign of something deeper. Uh, that is part of uh, that is an inheritance for all of us. We participate in Christ's joy. We also participate in His incorruption as well. And uh, there's incorruption in a bodily sense, but I think there's a deeper incorruption, and that's the source of our joy. Um, <clears throat> incorruption is essentially uh, synonymous with integrity. And the person who's not corrupt, they have, they're an integral person. So if you think about that word integral, integrated, everything fits together and it's, it's a whole. It works, it's unified and it's strong. And uh, whenever we go against our conscience, we're dividing ourselves because we've got a part of us saying, you shouldn't be doing this, and a part of us is saying, I am doing it, so we're divided. There's a lack of integrity. So there's a lack of unity and oneness within the human person. And even before we can really have deep, meaningful um, relationships with other people, we we have to be an integral whole in and of ourselves. We have to be free of corruption. We have to have a clear conscience. And there is uh, nothing that is a stronger foundation for joy than a clear conscience you can't you really just you can't fake that you can't reproduce it you can't bottle it you can't package it you can't produce it mechanically or artificially uh there's no technique it's just there's absolutely no replacement for a clear conscience uh that comes through the forgiveness of our sins and uh our obedience to our conscience um, as a result of Christ's incorruptible power living within us through the, through the holy spirit and uh that my brothers and sisters is it's not pleasure you know so sometimes we can go through hard times and there can be physical pain and suffering uh and su- emotional suffering but at the same time there's a deeper joy that can coexist along with all of that uh and it's founded in an incorrupt uh mind and an incorrupt heart an integral unified uh soul that is the inheritance of the Christian Uh, because of what Christ has done, because of the incorruption of Jesus Christ. And, uh, that, my brothers and sisters, is certainly one of, uh, one of the most important sources of joy for us Christians.